All right. Um, I'm gonna, we're going to go back to what, what I tried to do last Wednesday night and feel like the Lord moved so heavily last Wednesday night I wasn't able to preach it. Um, Colossians chapter 1 verse 9, we've been talking about our walk, our walk with the Lord. Let's just go back over the scripture real quick and I'm going to review just for a moment and then I'm going to get you out of here. I, I believe I'm going to get you out of here on time. For this reason also... Since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I want you to know I am praying for you daily that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I would encourage that you grab hold of that prayer and pray that over yourself. Pray that over your spouse. Pray that over your children. This is Paul. I believe Paul is teaching us to pray. We don't cease to pray for you, that you may be filled with all knowledge of his will and wisdom and spiritual understanding. Don't let these scriptures just go in one ear and out the other. Take something home tonight. Take something home and make a difference in your week this week. Maybe it's that one. But verse 10 is where we've been kind of camping out the last few weeks. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy. Mikey, if you don't mind, we'll just leave that up. We may go back a, a scripture or two. I was meeting with a family today talking about our walk. It had nothing to do with Colossians, but just talking about walking and how God is on the hook for guiding our steps, right? But he'll give us the first step. In order, to, in order for your steps to be guided, you have to have the first step, right? What's the need of the second step if you don't take the first step? The second step doesn't come until we take the first step. We have to take the first step. Church, you got to take the first step out of your hole, out of your pig pen, out of your uh, prodigal son moment. If you have ran from God, if you have turned, if you are struggling, you need to take a step toward God. Let him order the next step. He will command your next step, but you've got to take a step. That you walk worthy. You have to walk. You can't just grab hold of this scripture and never walk. You have to walk. Now, I want to encourage you, if you're walking, keep walking. Keep walking. Walk worthy. Not walk perfectly. Walk worthy. Not walk at someone else's pace. Walk at your pace. Maybe all you can do is run a half of a mile. Great, go run that half a mile. Maybe all you can do is spend 15 minutes with the Lord. You remember last Wednesday night I asked for a simple commitment, 15 minutes of prayer and in the Word. Now I want to ask you, don't answer. Don't answer. I want to ask you, did you do it? If you didn't, if you are not taking that first step, you are not doing your part you got to do your part. It doesn't qualify you. You do not earn your salvation. You don't earn your forgiveness. This is given to us. God gives this to us. But he orders our steps. You need your steps laid out before you. He lays them out. You walk them out. He doesn't walk them for you. You walk. So if you don't walk, it's your fault. Now, somebody grab hold of this and walk out of here with the Lord, with his word, with instruction, 
with guidance. He is on the hook for my next step as long as I am walking with him, as long as I am walking worthy. What does that mean to walk worthy? Do you remember? That I'm spending time with him in his word, that I'm learning what his son Jesus did, that I'm becoming a follower of Christ. Can I follow if I don't walk? How can I call myself a Christian if I'm not walking? How can I call myself a follower of Christ if I'm not moving? I'm not a follower of Christ. I'm an observer. I'm standing still. I'm sitting on the couch and watching NFL football, which I love. I never pl- I played one year of football. It's the strangest thing. I played all these other sports, but the sport I love to watch is the one I didn't play. Go figure. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know what's going on with me, but I love to watch. I love to be a spectator and watch football, I guess because I didn't like to be hit. You know what? You may not walk because you don't like to be hit. Well, let me tell you, in your walk with Christ, whether you walk or not, you're going to be hit. Challenges are going to come whether you walk this out or not. The difference is victory or or disaster. Which one are you going to do? Do you remember what it says that it produces? Let me go quickly because I need to move on. It, uh, what does the walk produce? It says that it pleases God. It doesn't just say that it pleases God. It says that it fully pleases Him. Man, I love that because I know that the only way to please God is by faith. And if I am walking worthy, I'm walking by faith. If I'm walking by faith, I believe that the challenges that are in front of me are smaller than the Lord that's walking with me. That's what faith is. Faith is belief in God. Faith is is belief that that mountain can move if God tells it to move. If not, I'm going to have to hike over it. And God's given me the power to hike over it. And whatever challenges I may face as I go up it, I have the power to win over that. That's faith. Faith is not saying that mountain's just going to disappear and I'm never going to have to have any challenges ever. Isn't that going to be great? No, the Lord doesn't say that. No, he says there's going to be challenges, but I'm going to equip you to be victorious over those challenges. And the man of faith, the woman of faith, gets up and starts walking. Doesn't run from that, walks into it. Says, you get behind me. You get under my feet, Satan. That's the only place you have a right to is under my feet. Go ahead and get under there and I'm going to stomp on you a little bit. Not in my power, not in my ability, but in that one that's with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What else? Fruitful. I start producing fruit. We're going to start seeing in the Sermon on the Mount this next coming week, are you producing fruit? The thing is, you are. Is it good fruit or bad fruit? Do you all remember on uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the, the ego meter or the ego, the whatever, the, the geese would lay eggs or whatever, and it'd be a good egg or a bad egg? What, what are you? Are you a good egg or a bad egg? What kind of fruit are you producing? Because a bad tree can't produce good fruit. And a good tree can't produce bad fruit. And you're producing something. (laughs) If it was anyone other than Mikey back there, I would think somebody was up to something, but Mikey wouldn't give sound effects. What was that? Who just laid an egg? Lord? (laughs) Right now, right where you are, I want you to ask yourself in your mind, what kind of fruit am I producing? 
Father, what kind of fruit am I producing? You know what it says here about fruit. It starts talking about fruitful how? In every good work. What's your work look like? Are you fruitful in every good work? Because faith without works is dead. A faith that stands still, standing still, that's not walking, is dead. You've got to walk. And when you walk with faith, you produce good fruit. What are you producing? You know what else comes? Let's go to the, uh, it says knowledge of God, increasing in the knowledge of God. Amen. Next verse. Strengthened with all might. I know some of you are facing things that's wanting to weaken you. Wanting to get you down so far that you will, you're not even willing to get back up. I want you to know that if you will get up and walk worthy, not perfectly. Walk according to God's word. And you know it says it only takes just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just give him just a little bit. He will kick in supernaturally and give you the strength to make it the next step. So all you got to do is make it the next step. And then he gives you the next step giving you patience and long-suffering with joy. In the midst of you facing crisis, you can still have joy. And I'm not talking about a goofy kind of joy. I'm talking about true joy. There's a big difference between ha-ha, happy, laughy, and joy. Big difference. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. Have you all got your Bibles with me? With you, not with me. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. If you got it on your iPhone, get it out. If you can figure out how to use your new iPhone since you downloaded the new iOS 7, good luck. A new update came out today and it's different. Get ready. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 3. We ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightfully so because your faith is growing more and more and the love all of you have for one another is increasing. Now, stop. Is it? Don't just be a spectator of God's Word. Get in the game. Is it? I'm sure you're already saying to yourself, is it what? Read it again. Is your faith growing exceedingly and is your love of everyone That's a different translation that I read. The love all of you have for one another is increasing. Is your faith growing more and more? Is your faith growing more and more? Is that you? Is your love for one another increasing? That is a sign that you are following the Sermon on the Mount. If your love for one another is decreasing, you have gotten off track. It is so easy to get frustrated with each other. It is so easy. And most of the time, your frustration towards the person you're sitting next to isn't because of what that person did. It's because of something else that's attached to your heart. And you're looking at it through that filter now. You get offended. You get a bitterness. You get unforgiveness in your life. And it starts to affect those you love the most. Whether they did it or not, more than likely they didn't. You know, it's what happens as a pastor. This happens so much as, a, as in the office of the pastor and in the church. 
is a person's life falls apart away from church, you come to church and you get offended at church. And it has to do with that thing you picked up away from church. And you bring that in, and now you're looking at it through that filter. You don't realize you're looking at it. You don't realize you're frustrated. Satan has got you completely deceived, and you're coming in to worship God. Next thing you know, you look at somebody, and they look at you funny. Oh, oh no, he didn't. Or the pastor does. Next thing you know, you're offended at the pastor. That's just how Satan works. What is he doing? He's dividing. He's dividing you. He's dividing the marriages. He's dividing the churches. He's dividing relationships. He's dividing that with what's good. What God's trying to do in your life, he's trying to divide. So, is your love increasing? You may say, Pastor, it's really not. I want to encourage you. Go back to Matthew chapter 5, verse 1, and start working your way back through chapter 6 and chapter 7. Stop what you're doing and start again. That is what's so good about God, is he's ready to reach you right where you are. He's ready to start the restoring process on you right now. You do not have to qualify yourself. God created you. He is your creator. If you've received Christ as your Lord and Savior, he has saved you. Now, he's ready to get you back, on the, back in the game now. It may mean you walking out and trying to work out some forgiveness and that sort of thing. Well, get ready. Are you wanting free or not? Or do you want to play some game and try to feel good for an hour at church and go back to your life of unforgiveness? No, that's religious. That's a spirit of religion. That's a, that's a religious spirit. If you've ever heard that in the church world, that's a bad word. If you ever had someone tell you you've got a religious spirit, that's about as offensive as you can get with a, with a pastor. A religious spirit. Uh, no, I don't. You do. Isn't that how we react? Well, if I got that, you got it too. I, I, I can tell you everything wrong with your life. Somebody needs to wake up. Who was that? <laughs> Joe? If that's not a wake-up call to a pastor, I'll get you for that one, buddy. <laughs> so if you look at the next verse, we can't go on to the next verse. Uh, Mikey, will you do me a favor and change it to NIV? Let's see if that's what I'm reading from. Because I need this word. Yeah, let's go to 2 Thessalonians 1, verse 4. Yeah. Okay, let's go back to 3. Your faith is growing more and more, and the love all of you have for one another is increasing. The next scripture, verse 4, says, therefore. Why can't we go forward? We need to qualify, is our faith growing and are we beginning to love one another more? Because now comes, therefore, because we're praying for you, because you're doing this, because we're, no, 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 no. Let's go back. It said, I'm rejoicing in you. I am thankful. I'm, I'm giving thanks for you because you are growing in faith and you are uh, growing in faith and your love for one another is increasing. Therefore, 
among God's churches, we boast about your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and trials that you are enduring. I want you to know Paul is seeing good fruit from his church. That's what he's come back to say. I can see it. I come in here as an outsider coming back in and I can see that you're changing, that you're trying, that you're giving it everything that you've got. And I want to tell you, church, I believe y'all are trying. I believe that we are moving in the right direction. But I want to ask you, individually, are you? If you're not, start now. Start now. Therefore, what is it therefore? Boast about your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and trials you're enduring. I want you to know, I know of some of your trials that you're facing. And you are, you are persevering and you are fighting and you are kicking and you are not going down. And I want you to know God answers that. What was that scripture we looked at this Sunday? Ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be open to you. You are not defined by a doctor's report. You are not defined by, by get, getting fired at a job. You are not defined by any, you, who you are defined by is God. And you may be down right now, but let me tell you, it's time to get up. And it's time to start walking and allow the Lord to deliver you because he's a deliverer. Enduring persevering, getting through them. Verse 5, all this is evidence that God's judgment is right. And as a result, you will be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are suffering. Who will be counted worthy? These that are growing in their faith, these that are walking worthy of God, these that are uh, learning to love one another more and more. God's going to see that and he is going to reward that. And once you start walking, you know what's going to happen? You are going to see things happen that normally wouldn't have happened. And it is going to be evidence that God's judgment is right, that his word is right. What's going to happen is if you will just try to walk, your faith is going to grow because you're going to start having doors open that wouldn't have opened before. Your faith is going to grow. You're going to start to believe what God says is true, and it's going to increase your faith. You're going to be able to love that person that you've never been able to love. And God, here we get on this, uh, if you remember from the, from the marriage conference, it was called the crazy cycle. Now we're getting on the kingdom cycle, going the other direction. You're growing, he's blessing, you're growing, he's blessing, you're growing, he's blessing. Can you see that? We see that the, there is evidence that God's judgment is right. And when we see that evidence that God's judgment is right, you will be counted worthy. I can't do that on my own. The only way I can be counted worthy is by God. And the way that I get counted worthy is by proving that God is right in my life evidence that God's judgment is right, then I would be counted worthy. All this evidence, we get stronger. Our faith increases. We get power. And we get counted worthy by God. Why? Because you are walking according to God. How is that walk? It is the right walk. It is the right way. It is the righteous way. We are seeking after his righteousness. When we find it, 
all these things will be added to us because of his righteousness. Verse 6, and I'm going to wind up. I'm almost done. Verse 6, God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to those who are uh, to you who are troubled and to us as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in a blazing fire with his powerful angels. He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus, our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. On the day he on the day he comes to be glorified in his holy people to and to be marveled among those all those who have believed. Those who have believed This includes you because you believed our testimony to you. Now, don't start saying, yeah, 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 that's me, that's me, that's me. No, 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 go back to verse 3. Is that me? Is my faith growing? Am I walking with Christ? Am I doing everything that I can to make sure that I'm walking according to his word? Then the, the kingdom kicks in and runs your troubles away. Gives you support when you need support. We have got to walk according to God's word. We've got to walk. Get up and walk. Verse 11. It it said before, he will pay back trouble to those who trouble you. Give relief when you're troubled. This includes you because you believed. Verse 11. With this in mind, we constantly pray for you. you. Do you hear that? It keeps saying that. That our God may make you worthy of his calling. Who makes us worthy? God. God, not you. You do the walking. We have a few little steps that we do, then he kicks in. Then he gives us the blood of Christ. Then he covers us in his righteousness. And when he covers us in his righteousness, it makes us worthy. It makes us presentable. You know, it talks about the washing of the water of the word. You have to wash You have to wash. Wash takes effort. Have you ever had a child that wouldn't take a bath? You start to stink. Or they start to stink. You sit around them close enough to them, you'll start to stink. You got to wash. How do we wash? By the water of the Word. Get in the Word. Get moving. Let's go. Make you worthy of His calling that by His power He may bring to fruition... Your every desire for goodness and your every deed prompted by faith. What's he going to do? Your deeds, when it is prompted by faith, he is going to see to it that they accomplish what they were supposed to accomplish. We pray this in the name of the Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you and him according to the grace of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, time to walk. Y'all are facing challenges. I know you are. I'm facing challenges. And let me tell you, even as your pastor, it's, it's, uh, it's easy to get off track. Get back on track. Hop on the bus. God's on the move. Let's get on with it. Y'all hop up with me. Let's pray together. Father, I want you to be so pleased with what we do in this place. 
Lord, what's the point if you're not pleased? And Lord, the way we please you is by faith. The way we please you is that when you order our steps, we walk in those steps. The way we please you is by honoring and by following your son, Jesus Christ, who paid every price for us. Father, I just ask you right now just to give us encouragement. Give us strength. You have already given us every provision that we need to make the first step. I want to encourage you, church, your first step, the Lord has given you everything you need to make that step. But a qualifier here is that you believe. That you believe that Jesus is the Son of God. That you believe that He has cleansed you of all unrighteousness. That you believe that He died on the cross for your sins. But that He's not dead anymore. That He is really alive sitting at the right hand of the Father. The qualifier is that you believe. And when you really believe, your actions will show. Father, increase our belief that we would get into your word and that when we get into your word, our faith would grow. When our faith grows, Lord, we're going to learn to love people that we couldn't love before. And that, Lord, when we do that, that you're going to see it and that you're going to be proving yourself to be true. And when you do, you're going to be blessing us. You're going to be giving us a good report. I speak a good report right now in Jesus' name over you. I want you to know that Scripture tells us that the blood speaks a better word over you. These words that you've been hearing this week is a lie from the pit of hell. The blood of Jesus speaks a better word than these these words that you've grabbed hold of this week. I want to encourage you to release those words and to grab hold of God's word. He is in full control. Let him control. Let him have control. Get in his word and start following him. Be a Christ follower, not a churchgoer. We got enough churchgoers. Let's have some Christ followers. Lord Jesus, I am following after you. I make a commitment tonight, Lord, to completely follow after you. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to fall down. But, Lord, you've given me a way to get up. Help us. Help us in our walk. Lord, I ask you to bless our worship team. I ask you to bless our youth and our college. I ask you to bless our life groups, our Sunday schools, our children's ministries. Lord, our women's group that's about to go to uh, Joyce Meyer. Lord, just safety over them. Over our college group that's about to worship this this coming Saturday at 10 o'clock out here, Lord, after the football game. Lord, we just pray that revival would come to Church on the Hill, would come to All Good, would come to Tennessee Tech. Lord, I just pray over our hospitals, Lord, that the sick would recover. Lord, I pray over the marriages of our city that the, that the damaged and the hurting would be mended, that the broken hearts would be mended, and that the husbands would return to their wives, and the wives would return to their husbands, and that, Lord, that the families would return to you. Lord, at Church on the Hill, we're returning to you.
Thank you, Lord. We just bless your holy name. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Uh, We'll be here Sunday morning, 9.15 and 10.30 service. God bless you.